Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. All right, so I want to talk to you this morning about something. I've changed gears. I've changed gears from what I originally was going to share. And what I want to talk to you about, it's a, it's a cheesy title. I had to put a title on it early this morning. I, even getting out of bed, I, I just I heard the Lord just changing something. So I don't know who this is for, and I don't know which one of these things is going to apply to you. But, but what I want you to understand is when you advance in your relationship with God, you advance everywhere. When you develop your relationship with God, you begin to develop everywhere. But you can develop everywhere and not develop in your relationship with God and you've developed nowhere. You can advance everywhere and not advance in your relationship with God and you have advanced nowhere. Because you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. What you have does not determine your relationship with God. Where you are does not determine your relationship with God. What you do with what you have and what you do with where you are is what determines your relationship with God. That He is there with you, guiding you. So when you you begin to grow and when you advance in your relationship with God, uh, then, then He gives you the capacity to advance everywhere He wants you to advance. But a lot of times, out of insecurity or out of unhealthy things, we try to advance somewhere to make up for the lack of our advancement with God. And that's really not advancement. So when we come, uh, uh, not, not only in your daily time, hopefully you're having daily time at that table with the Lord. Hopefully you're reading the Bible and studying, not just reading it like just doing a little devotion, but hopefully you're feeding on it. Hopefully you're, you're pursuing Him. You're coming to the Lord through His Word and through prayer. And then as you do that, you're looking to advance, advancing in you, advancing in your family, advancing in your workplace, advancing. Some of y'all, God is calling you to start businesses. So Some of you, God is asking you to take a a next step. Some of you, God's saying, get up and let's go. And others, he's saying, stop and slow down. He's speaking a number of things to all of us, but the key factor is if we advance in our relationship with God, the ability to be in relationship with God, to hear him, to see him, to be aware of what he is saying and doing and leading in my life, then I have the capacity to advance everywhere. So there's five things I want to remind you of. And if I don't get through, the Bible teacher in me wants to break. Each one could be a week. Each one could be a month unto itself of Bible teaching. So Lord Jesus, help us just get five out and maybe I'll finish them up if we, you know, in the weeks to come. I'm going to try not to talk too much about each one because I really feel like they're supposed to be you becoming an investigator. You becoming someone that seeks out. You becoming someone that says, okay, here's this concept. God, I'm going to go search your word to find out more about this thing. See, usually for most people, (laughs) if we would change the amount of time we do Google search to God search, we'd probably be like rabbis or something. 
And so we need to seek the word and, and seeking the word, seeking his truth, seeking him so that when I advance with him, I advance everywhere. But if I try to advance apart from him, if I try to advance to show him how proud he should be of me, if I try to advance apart from my relationship with God, it really is not an advancement. You may have more money in your bank account. You may have more accomplishments and trophies on your walls. You may have more followers on your, your Facebook. You may have people giving you more attention, but you can gain the whole world, lose your own soul. And the advancement that happens in your life and through your life because of your relationship with Jesus is an advancement that will last for all eternity. So there's five P's that I want to talk to you about partnering with God because all advancement is you partnering in relationship with God. And the first thing I want you to look to is, is just all five. I want to go ahead and list all five of these, and I want you to see just all five of these on, on, on a list And because the five P's of partnering with God, it's His presence, His promise, His provision, His power, and His purpose. And see, it's not, it's not just presence, and it's not just promise, and it's not just provision, and it's not just power, and it's not just purpose. Because if we wanted to, we could, find, uh, we could find the presence of somebody to fill a need. We could find the promise of somebody or something to scratch an itch. We could find provision from somewhere to maybe meet the need of the day. And we could find a power from something that could get us through the day. And we could find a purpose or a hobby to keep us occupied or busy and make us somewhat feel like we're successful. So I'm not talking about you coming up with a purpose. I'm not talking about you finding a power. I'm not talking about you believing somebody's promise. I'm not talking about you being able to provide for yourself. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you having some kind of presence with you that makes you feel comfortable so that you're not absolutely alone. I'm talking about His presence. His presence. See, some people think all we need is joy. No, what we need is the joy of the Lord. Some people say all we need is peace. Can we all get? No, what we need is the peace of God. And so if we can learn to advance in these areas where it's his presence is the first one we're going to look at, then that will help you partner with God, meaning he is personally present and you are personally present. So you being present, submitted to his present means the two become one and we're functioning as partners where he's the head. And I'm the one partnering alongside of him. And it's not, Lord, you come do my will. That's what, the partnership is not God doing your will, not God fulfilling your purpose. But the partnership is you submitted to him. Say, God, I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan, so I'm going to follow yours. And when I advance with you, I advance everywhere. And so Exodus 33 is what I want you to look at real quick. Exodus 33. Starting in verse 13, Exodus 33, verse 13, um, and just look at a, a few of these verses. I put my eyeballs on. Anybody thankful for glasses? Say amen. Verse um, 13, Exodus 33, verse 13. This is Moses and God having a conversation. He says, now, therefore, I pray. This is Moses praying. I pray 
Boy, this circle that word, those two were I pray. You know, your life will change if you pray. I just love that. I pray. Tell somebody next to you, say, I think you should pray. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. Look at that. The first thing is show me your way. But the first thing I got to know, if I want to know your way, if I want to know your way and what you're doing, first thing I got to know is you. If I want to know your pathway, I got to know the person. Y'all see what I'm saying? But many of us, we don't care. Sometimes we don't care about knowing the Lord. It's just, Lord, just show us, just give us the pathway. I mean, we want to just run it on our own. That's where some of us get messed up. We want God's will, but we don't want God. And the, the, the best thing of the process is getting to grow in your relationship with him along the path. Some of y'all say, why am I going through this? God wants to get to know you. The best way through it, the fastest way through it, is to follow his lead. And don't focus on what you're going through. Focus on who you're going through it with. I want to know you. There's certain things you won't know about God until seasons of suffering hit your life. And I don't believe he brings us to seasons of suffering. I believe he brings us through them. But there's certain things you won't know about the God of the mountaintop until he's been the God in the valley. And so I love this. He says, you know, um, and that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider this nation is your people. Because remember, Moses was called to lead this nation. And he goes on to say, and he said, my presence. So this is God's response. My presence. Everybody say my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. So just real quick, one, two, skip a few. There's, a, there's different maturity levels in the Lord. So the first thing is me coming to him. My presence submitted to his presence. God, I want to know you. Whatever we're going to have to go through, we'll go through. But I want to know you. Because if I don't advance with you, I don't advance anywhere. So I want to know you. That's the first thing. If I want to be your partner, I want to know you. And so the first thing is me being with God. Step number one, you being with God. You cannot stay where you are and go with God at the same time. And some of you are in this room today, maybe your first time in church in a while, or maybe, maybe you've been you know, um, doing different things and you know that God is speaking to you in this season and what he's telling you to do is come out of what you got to come out of and you come to me. You come to me. You could, maybe you, you had the calculation wrong and you were thinking God's going to be with you. Well, the first thing is not God being with you. The first thing is you being with God. And then, then once you walk in that and you're submitted to that and you're committed to that, there is a level of maturity where God then says, now that you're with me, I will be with you. I'll never forget the first time I was praying about something. I won't tell you what it is because it'll make me chase a rabbit. I'll never forget, never forget this. I was praying. I was like, God, because this is how my prayer normally went, God, just whatever you want to do, Lord, I'd, I'd pray and seek his will, and then I'd feel like he'd give an answer, like do this or do this. I love those early days with the Lord. Just tell me what to do. Loved it. Just tell me what to do. See, parents, that's why authority is good in the house. Kids need to be told what to do because there's safety and comfort in having a, a healthy leadership that you can trust what they tell you what to do. 
in order for you to one day know what to do, you first have to know how to obey what you're told to do. And I remember in that time with God, Lord, tell me what to do. And he would just do this or do this or do this or don't do this. Okay. And I'd have confidence in that. And then I remember the day I was praying about this thing. Lord, what do you want me to do? And it, it's like it changed. And I, it, I rebuked him. I was like, Satan, you get behind me. Because here's what he said. What do you want to do? Because it wasn't like an option of do I do crazy sin, a little bit of sin, or righteousness. And God's saying, whatever you want to do, now I've matured to the place where my options are all righteous. And I'm not even bringing unrighteous stuff. Like, gosh, should we go to the club tonight? Come on, gosh, should we, should we? I'm not even bringing unrighteous options. I've matured to that place. Some of you start working on it. Uh, but, but what would happen is he'd say, what do you want to do? I'll be with you. And that confused me until I realized that, that I'd matured in the Lord. And so what he's saying here, what he's saying here is, he says, I want to know you. And then he's, and he, and Moses is praying, if my, if your presence doesn't go with us, well, you'll see it in the next verse. So he, he answers him in verse 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For then how will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us. You never mature. You never mature. Um, somebody remind me. Let's Chris. Everybody help remember Chris, because I'm going to give him a chance to redeem his godlike status. He's supposed to play God last week. I'm going to give him a chance to redeem it in a minute. But you got to remind me. You got to remind me. Remind me about the phrase of God going with us. Because the first step is us humbling ourselves before God and coming to Him as Lord. Jesus is Lord, and I believe God raised Him from the dead. So I come out of whatever I need to come out of, my successes and my failures, I come out of that and I come to Him and I know Him. And then when I do that, I walk with Him and He tells me what to do and I do it. Then we move to the next phase of His presence. And the next phase of His presence is He will go with us. But you got to remind me to say something about that in a minute. Okay? And so let me switch on to the next one. The next uh, word that I want to look at, and I'm, I might not be able to go through all these scriptures, but I at least want to, want to give them to you. Um, write down Psalm 16, verse 11. And, and guys, just pull that up real quick. Psalm 16, you don't have to look there, but Psalm 16, verse 11. Pull that up and look at, look at this scripture. This is an amazing scripture. For you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. You want to know how you come out of addiction and how you come out of crazy stuff and how you come out of whatever? That stuff's over here and God's over here. Is There's not fullness of joy in addiction. There's not fullness of joy in adultery. There's not fullness of joy in alcoholism. There's not fullness of joy in any sin whatsoever. They might be pleasurable for a moment, but there's not fullness of joy. So God's not trying to take your joy. He's trying to give you joy. And when you're trying to advance in something that might give you pleasure but not give you joy, might give you pleasure for your moment, for your body, but then destroys your life on the aftertaste and on the back end. So what God wants you to do is come out of your little pleasure and come into the fullness of joy, which is Him. 
and know Him. And then walk with Him and watch how He changes your life. Listen, but if you won't come, He can't do it. If you won't come, He can't do it. So stop blaming everybody else. Chemo Sabi. Stop blaming everybody, everybody else. Any one of us at any given time can come from any hell on earth and get free from it if we come to Jesus. He is the answer. Somebody push somebody next to you and say, he's your answer. Man, I'm going to be a, oh gosh. Y'all going to get me fired up. Or I'm going to get myself fired up, one of the two. I love it says, gosh, so many scriptures, so many scriptures. Matthew says, two or more agree, there I am in your midst. He says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. He told in the Great Commission, go, you go you know, to all the world and make disciples and do all the things in the Great Commission. He says, I will be with you always. You're never apart from the presence of God. And if you ever, if you ever break fellowship with him, if you ever get out of fellowship with him because you're distracted, or you're discouraged, and you come out of fellowship with him, all you are is one step away. He will never leave you or forsake him, but you might forsake him. You might leave him. And whatever you leave him for is an idol. It's a false god. It's, it's not, and, and it will destroy your life. But the redemption of idolatry is one step back. And Lord, you are Lord. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow in my relationship with you. Discipleship is the answer. Maturity is the answer. I'm not going to be able to do this on the rest of these, so I might have to preach on all this later. But next thing I want you to see is the promises. As a matter of fact, um, skip to Second uh, Corinthians one twenty, And you don't have to look this one up because I got this amplified. I want you to see this in the amplified. Go to Second Corinthians one twenty. I'm going to skip some of this stuff, but promises. you got to know the promises of God because, with, because all the promises of God, like, see, without Christ, we were separate. We were separate from the covenant promises of Israel. Ephesians 2 talks about that. But now this, this verse talks about in um, 2 Corinthians verse 1, uh, in, verse, in tw- or chapter 1, verse 20, for as many are the promises of God, they all find their yes, meaning their answer in him in Christ and for this reason we also utter amen so be it to the to God through him in his person and by his agency to the glory of God look at Romans 4 20 and 21 just pull it up guys y'all can write this down because we got we got a boogie he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, meaning what God had promised, he was able to perform. So the presence of God, which is the person of God, releases the promises of God, and we've got to have the faith of Abraham to believe that in and through my relationship with Jesus, God has said yes to everything he's promised me. So I already have the yes about the will of God. I don't have the yes for everything I want to do. I only have the yes for everything that God wants to do through my life. Because that's where the fullness of joy is. He's Lord. 
So I come out of what I want to do and what other people have promised me, what I promised me, what somebody else promised me, and I come into what he's promised me. But I search and I study to find out if all the promises of God have their yes in Jesus, then I want to find out what those promises are. Because now I'm not waiting on a yes. I have a yes, so I'm finding out what he already said yes to. And when I find out what he already said yes to, I don't have to walk around here and wonder if it's yes or no. Because when he said yes to something, he already said no to other things. So I got to just, out of his presence, I got to seek his promises and, and walk in that and, and have these precious promises. And the other one is just provision. And I'll just give you one scripture for provision. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Sarah and I say this all the time. We walk around our house. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. And just in case you forgot, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. We almost got our dogs able to bark this. Wagging their tail while they do it. My God shall supply. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? My God shall supply all my needs. See, because his presence and his person releases promises, and out of those promises that are fulfilled, already fulfilled in Jesus, then the provision comes out of the promise. My God shall supply all my needs. But that means I need to be a steward. It means I need to be a partner. See, the guy says this. The guy says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I would have a whole lot more money. Uh, or here, this is actually what he says. I would have a, a, I'd have a better money strategy. I'd have a better money plan if I just had more money. And here's what, here's what the promise and the person says. Here's what the principles of God word, God teaches us, is if you had a better plan, you'd probably have more money. Some of you are blaming your poverty on God or somebody else. I don't care how much money the government takes in taxes. I don't care what political system is in charge in this earth. It doesn't matter in one sense. We have responsibility, but in one sense, it doesn't matter who's sitting in the White House. What matters is the faith of the person sitting in your house. And who's your supply? My God, I, I don't care who's ever president. You know, who's ever president? Guess what? Oh, my God shall supply. Didn't say my government. Didn't he say my employer? I got fired. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? I lost his job. I was trusting in his job. There's your problem. So God wanting to grow you, God wanting to develop your relationship with God because you advance in your relationship with God, you advance everywhere, and God wanting to grow you, I'm telling you, he'll let stuff happen. I don't think God sends bad things or does, I don't think he's trying to, to, to do that kind of stuff. God is good, but the, we don't see the good in the difficulty. Because we want what we want. But I'm telling you, he's my provider. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. So if I'm going to partner with God, if I'm going to partner with God, I'm going to come to where he is. I'm going to be a part of his presence. And then I'm going to trust his promises that release my provision. And the next, the next P word is power, that we need the power of the Holy Spirit moving through our life. 
Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus, uh, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And He went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. God is not the one oppressing people. So there's a power. Matter of fact, Acts 26, you can write it down and read it later. Acts 26, Paul says to the, where God said to Paul, and it was a, a plan for every believer to walk in this pattern of that God wants to send you to make you that through your life you would open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Ephesians 6, 10, you know it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So you got you to you kind of look at this. I want to walk in the power of the Lord. And the last one is purpose. You got to walk in the purpose of the Lord. The Lord does not need for you to come up with a purpose. You're just prolonging the, 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 the stuff. You need to you know, l- let God speak to you about purpose. And, and Chris, uh, come on up here. So... And the purpose is, you know the scripture, Romans 8, 28. You know, you know, you know, all things work together for good to those who love God. So here's God. God, this is the church of second chances. We thank you for making this the church of second chances. And we believe that when God, this is God right now. We believe that God, when you give us second chances, they're never second rate. But because you failed last week. <laughs> With Jamie, we're going to give you a second chance. So how many think God's going to redeem the second chance? Yeah, we'll see. I would hate to. Anyway, no. So, so you stand right here. I want you to hold this. I want you to hold this word. Okay, so this is God. Who's this? God. Oh, I should not make jokes about God. So I'm going to let it go. (laughs) So here's what has to happen. Whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm occupied, see, we justify things. We can we can justify things. God could be saying, well, hey, you need some stuff. Oh, I I got plenty of money. I don't I don't really need you right now. I got plenty of money. Nobody's sick. Everybody's good. I got plenty. Everything's good. And because everything's good, because I'm not in desperate need of something, I think I'm good. But some of the people who are in the worst need I've ever met are people who have need of nothing physically. They have everything you could possibly need or want physically, but they are desperately lost in the tomb of their stuff. And so what happens, I I come to God. And sometimes this is like a little process. God will kind of wink at you a little bit, but that could be weird. But anyways, God's going to wink at you a little bit and God will speak to you a little bit. And we're coming and God's it's all his words always open and he's coming. So sometimes I come to God through his word. And I'm looking and I'm like, okay, all right, but I'm not looking for tradition and I'm not looking for even just rules. I'm looking, looking for him. And once I begin to see him and he shows me him through his word, now every time I read the word, it's not about principles that I find, even though I find principles, but I find presence. And now I start living in the presence of God. 
And now I come to him. And when I come to him and he's helping me and he's he's growing me and now we're in a relationship that now all of a sudden I get a revelation about who he is and therefore get a revelation about who I am because he's in me. And God is personally present to teach me on the job training discipleship to grow me and mature me. So now that I've come into the presence of God and I'm partnering with God and now it's my, I'm presence aware. I'm aware of God's presence. I'm aware. I'm not just aware of, of what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I know I need to go to church. I know I need to read the Bible. I know I need to pray. No, no. Now it's about presence. And I can tell when I've not been in the word for a little bit, I can tell there's been some distance created, not by him, but by me. And I come back to fellowship with this word. And I'm now and then the presence releases the promises and I start seeing the promises that he has made because any promise is only as good as a person who makes the promise. And by the way, the Hebrew word for promise, when you look up the word promise, the, the promise was actually already made before the request was even given. So it's a predetermined promise before the problem ever showed up. So before your pain showed up, before your need showed up, God already promised the thing to meet your need before your need ever showed up. So out of his presence comes the promise. And then out of that promise comes provision. And out of that, and we're starting to walk a little bit. And now out of that provision comes power. Then out of that power, there's purpose. Because provision has prosperity. The biblical prosperity is always for the purpose of generosity, never for greed. So power has a purpose. Provision has a purpose. But there comes this point of, I'm walking with him. And let's just step back for a second to show this. I'm walking with him, but I told you there's going to be a point that he's walking with me. He's still Lord, but he's going to walk with me because I've gotten to a point where all of a sudden it, it's going to function a little bit different. The relationship's going to function different. So now I'm walking in, in the word of God, walking in the presence, walking in the power, walking in provision. I'm walking in all this. And now I'm going. And when I find myself getting too far and he doesn't come with me. And I'm like. God, I thought you I, God, I thought you was right here. See, there's a there's a point of when I don't come to him that my sin and ignorance separates me from him because I don't come to him in the first place. There's another point when you walk with the Lord, we say get ahead of God. Truly, you can't get ahead of him because he's already been where you're where you think you're going. But fellowship wise and partnership wise, I get too fast and I get ahead of God and I'm out here working on stuff that I thought he wanted me to do because I, I, I became about the thing. He promised instead of about the relationship to accomplish it together. And what's greater than receiving the promise is when, come on, say with me, is when we do it together. And now I get to receive the thing. And Lord, look at this. I've never seen this much money. I've never, look at the business. Look at, the, look at this. Lord, this is you. This is what you did to me and my family. This is what you did. We both know and they need to know. I didn't do this. You did this. Whoo. And there's no demon in hell that can, that can take away what you and God did together. Because even if he took it away in the earth, the testimony stands forever in heaven. God goes down. Worship team, come on up.
Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.